Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. Hey everybody, it's Mike Kenoki, and I'm back with the latest Contracting Handbook podcast. My next guest is an award-winning master builder in Toowoomba, Queensland, Australia, and that is Tim Waring of Ardenvale Homes. Hey, thanks for being here, Tim. I really appreciate it. No worries. You're welcome. And listeners, you can... Check out uh, Arden underscore Vale underscore homes on Instagram or on his website at ardenvale.com.au if you'd like to kind of see who he is while we're talking here today. Uh, there's some awesome recent work of theirs on the Instagram account, and I recommend you check it out. Uh, it's actually having influence on one of my current projects, one of the claddings on his on a house, and I will post that on Instagram. Thanks. So, Tim. Um, how long have you been in the home building business? Um, I've been in it 15 years. Um, and my father-in-law started the business 30 years ago. Okay, great. And so you, have you been at Ardenvale? You've been operating Ardenvale for 15? Yeah. So I've been as a lead director for the last five years. Um, I've been involved in the business in 15 years in total. Started from the bottom, made my way to the top. Okay, and where, where, what was the bottom when you were, for you? I was just doing basic admin. I was looking uh-huh. after client selections, filing, understanding the jobs, helping with maintenance, you know, those sorts of jobs. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever I was trusted with, and then gradually over the years, worked my way through um, selections with clients, uh, through to orders, all the way through to um, takeoffs, estimating, and then project management. Um, completed my carpentry side of things, got my own builder's license, then went into lead estimating, into management, then into directing, and now as, a, um, as the managing director. That's great. And how, as, how many people are you currently employing in the company? So within the business itself, there's 15. Okay. Um, externally, majority of our contractors are subcontracted to our business. Okay, so what's kind of the, the structure of the company with the 15 employees? So the 15 employees involve uh, estimators and sales, myself and my PA, uh, through to two ordering clerks, two supervisors, two full-time drafties. One gentleman does uh, fit-off and maintenance. Um, the other one is uh, courier and deliveries. Okay. Um, and so how... You know, um, I'm going to get to your awards and all that, but, you know, how did you put together an award-winning team and maybe give us a sense of the timeline of, you know, how long it took to really do this? So originally when we started, obviously, as most businesses do, we, funnily enough, we started a bit like Apple. We started in a garage, um, had some, had some plans we wanted to build for people via word of mouth, started like reputation. Uh, the business then slowly grew. We picked good contractors to begin with, people we trusted and had them on a rotational basis to make sure that that same standard was, was, was the same. 
Um, obviously, once we wanted to improve things, we put those, those in place and those tended to improve. Uh, from there, we gradually obviously needed more staff. So we put people into accounts. So the director had more time to get out on site. And when it became too busy, we put on supervisors to help out. So we took a lot of good tradesmen that we already have in place and turned them into supervisors within our business. Uh, but the business motto is always to employ, employ on attitude um, over, over education. Um, these days you can get guys that are fantastic in their roles, but we struggle sometimes. They've been in the industry too long or they don't enjoy what they do, but they're very good at it. Whereas if you get somebody that's um, really keen, wants to learn, loves his job, turns up early every day, leaves late every day, loves the client, you know, and you can give him a bit of education in a couple of years, he'll be a really good employee. So uh, we basically work on that, that principle. Um, we have had, you know, the odd average employee that is just happy to come and do his job. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with that, but it depends whether you want your business to grow or whether you're comfortable where you are. Uh, we wanted our business to grow um, to make sure that we were as efficient as we can be. Um, all of my uh, employees are generally here probably before I am, which is, which is interesting. Um, and some of them stay later than I do. So, you know, again, that's down to attitude. Absolutely. And do you, do you currently plan on growing the company more or is this a excellent status quo where you're at uh, with, um, with the company size? Good question. Look, I think depends what you mean by grow. Some people think when a company has to grow that a company actually has to become larger. Um, I like to think that if, if you grow, sometimes you're more efficient, um, better practices in place, yes. better employee training, um, more rewards for your employees to make sure they're satisfied when they come to their job. Um, and then I think if you have all of those principles right and you see future market potential, and there's no, no reason you couldn't, you know, double your business or triple your business in other locations by providing franchises and things like that. Yeah. Uh, improving efficiencies is incredibly important. And it's amazing when you realize you've been doing something that you thought you're doing perfectly fine. And then yep. one day you go, wait, if we had been doing it this way the whole time, imagine yep. how much time it would have saved. Correct. Yeah. And then what sort of, what sort of awards do you, or rewards do you, are, do you give client or your uh, employees? Just curious. Um, yeah, look, it, it, it's flexibility and time. Mm -hmm. um, it's the ability if they have a sick partner to stay at home, do some of their work, look after their kids. Um, you know, when, you, when your children grow up, you know, I, I would hate to think that I was the employer that sat there and didn't allow them to see their kids at sports days and, and special, you know, events that they should be there to see those special moments. Um, I, I think if you work hard, the guys sometimes here turn up early, it might be Friday, we'll knock off at three o'clock or two o'clock so we can have a good weekend with our families. Um, you know, I give them a little bit of flexibility. We go away for Christmas. Um, so, you know, occasionally we'll give them some flights or some things like that to help them. Um, we occasionally have done bonuses before if we've had some really, really tough years where we've needed a lot out of them and, and we've got to the end and seen some rewards for that. Um, the other thing is as well that, you know, um, we don't like to socialize together specifically, uh, but it's nice occasionally to have a Friday lunch together or, or a Christmas dinner, you know, where you can just catch up and, and talk outside the work um, more about their personal life, make sure you know their families, their kids, their ages, their birthdays, those sorts of things and, and make it so it's still business, um, but it's still a good place to work. Very nice. Um, and kind of moving into what I've seen about your company online, um, 
Can you tell me a little bit more about the master builder designation that you mentioned in your business overview video? So basically, um, we've been a part of the Master Builders Association here in, in, uh, in Queensland or in Australia for probably 30 years. Uh, when we first started up, the affiliation was to be able to provide um, things like insurance, access to contract documents and things like that. Um, so we've been involved there for 30 years. Um, we've done over two and a half thousand houses. Um, and we've basically been with Master Builders and HIA ever since. Um, the Master Builder logo itself here in Australia is a business, uh, but technically um, when you have been involved with uh, industry associations as long as we have with those businesses, you tend to get used not only for them for consultation, but they'll often talk to us in relation to what's happening in our marketplace, uh, where things are happening at the moment, any struggles that we're seeing, um, so that we have a, a, a dual benefit for both parties. Um, so the master builder side of it for us, basically, you know, after two and a half thousand houses, uh, we've got no, no bad QBCC, uh, uh, which in, in Australia here is the Queensland Building and Construction Commission. They're the people that govern our licence. Um, we've got no bad ticks against them to say that we've done anything wrong in the last 30 years over two and a half thousand houses. So uh, for us, that's an achievement. Uh, we like to provide a, a bit more of a different service to the client. Uh, rather than just be the guy that's trying to win the win the win the quote on a dollar, if that makes sense. It sure does. And I'm going to get back to clients here in a second because I wanted to kind of point out with your um, that I, I caught that on your on the video, and um, I'd been doing research on your company before I contacted you, and you know I'd seen your recent Instagram posts, um, and that. When you responded to me in your email, I saw that you're a master builder of one custom build house of the year or custom build house of the year, house of the year several times, kitchen of the year and more. Yep. And what I want to point out to listeners is that all this information, including the video, is in the signature of your email. Yep. And I was really impressed with just the photographs and client reviews, but the information you provide there lends you enormous and effortless credibility to any client inquiries. Uh, and I had... Uh, there'll be a topical podcast just about company credibility right before our interview airs next week or in two weeks. And uh, you obviously know how to do this. Um, would you care to comment on the value of prestigious awards, client testimonials and video form and such that you presented there? Yeah, so I find a lot of our uh, industries about trust. Uh, there's a lot of cases where people hear bad stories about construction, houses that fail, builders that fail, builders go broke, uh, houses don't get finished, bad quality work, um, you know, living in your house for 10 years, having problems. So the first thing that I wanted to establish, not only with clients that are coming back, but also with that new clientele is, is a trustworthy business. Um, a business that's been here a long time, has a lot of experience, um, has worked with a lot of clientele on a lot of different product, but has the ability with the contractors and the employees that we have to be able to put our hands to most things and be able to produce a quality finish. Um, I wouldn't say we haven't had our challenges over the years, but it's a constant effort for improvement. And it's about owning up if there is a mistake made and have the ability to fix that quickly and effortlessly and with, with minimum impact to the client. Um, we have a lot of repeat business. We've had people that have built with us over 20 times, uh, repetitively over our years um, and then their children come back and build with us as um, as adults so uh, from my side of it it's probably harnessing the ability to 
uh, once you've had a successful project to make sure that other people are aware of that successful project. And the only way to do that is to be able to provide that information quickly and efficiently to somebody upfront before they even know who you are. I would like them to make their mind up before they enter our door, who we are before they even, you know, uh, before they even decide to build with us. And that, that for me, um, in the back of their minds is building a picture about the experience they're going to receive, the standard of, of expectation that we have, um, the customer service element in our business, um, and that along with, you know, awards, client testimonials, a full case understanding of where our business is and where it wants to go, um, gives people a better understanding straight away of what they're going to be in for rather than them walking the door and then I have to sell it hard to them so that they, you know, um, uh, like us as a builder, if that makes sense. It does. And, and uh, that's quite a legacy you guys have with, uh, with your clients and your repeat clients building with you and then their children building with you. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And, uh, and I really like how you put that uh, into words that you, you're building a story for the clients so they have an expectation before they come in. So they're coming to you specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the, the other thing I wanted to explain is I showed my staff, once we had the video testimonials done, I showed the rest of my staff, these three families that live in their home that will have birthdays and, 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 and experiences and, and dinners with their families and all these sorts of things. And, you know, you can see that the, their eyes nearly well up. You know, you tend to forget when you've completed that project that there's somebody that's going to spend half a lifetime in that house. And when you can sit there and look at it back and understand what we've done, why we work so hard to provide that for somebody, you know, that they then all of a sudden are happy to step up another notch because they realize how much impact that has on somebody else. That's a beautiful sentiment. Um, so with the story weaved and people coming at you, coming to you specifically, um, how do you choose your clients? Um, so we basically have a, uh, an inquiry form that they must submit to us, which allows me to capture a lot of information that you would have to sit there for an hour to, to drag out of a client. Um, the benefit of having that up front is that I can make a decision um, like a doctor would, you know, if you go into the doctor's surgery, they ask you, what are your illnesses? What have you had before? Where have you been? How old you are? You know, those sorts of things to, to put a picture together. So we technically uh, require our clients to do that, which allows me to build a picture somewhat of where they're situated budget wise, how much their experience they've had. Do they know what they want? Have they purchased the land or are they just looking at it? And that side of the information allows me then to make a quick phone call, takes about 15 minutes to really harness on, do I want to be involved in this project with them? Um, I have a very good filter network of friends of mine that do custom work, renovation work, two-story work, those sorts of things. So in the event that the product or, or the uh, client is not right for me, I do have a lot of good friends I trust that I'm happy to, to steer work towards. Um, and in the event that, that that client is is our sort of client, um, we basically from there take it to a site meeting, they meet me first up. Um, they get a better of appreciation of what we do. And then from there, we, we move on into, um, into estimating. Interesting. They're essentially applying to work with you. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So okay. out, of, out of 10 inquiries I may get a week, there may be three that we're willing to work with. Gotcha. And I, I, I would uh, interject here, uh, or I guess I'll ask you, so three out of 10, and would you say, 
of the seven that don't make the cut, because um, I have an experience myself where there's a lot of, I would say only three out of 10 are really viable in that I talk to. I don't do any near, anywhere near the volume that you guys do in any way. But, you know, having financing, land and drawings, you guys do the design. But for me, those three things are kind of essential because I want them to yeah. be ready. Yeah, and right. seven out of 10 times, they're not even, they're not close maybe even more on some days, some weeks. So, um, okay. So, uh, they, pat they, they, they get to work with you. You've chosen to work with them. So what, uh, what's the process once, since you're the de designer and the builder, yep. how, how's it go? So the first thing that we discuss is that we're going to work on a preliminary agreement basis between the two of us. So they sign an agreement with us to have an initial concept designed and a quote done is $695. And that's credited back to them once they sign a contract with us in the future. So we do a preliminary fee. We mm -hmm. prepare a basic set of sketches. We knock up a basic tender, which includes everything we've discussed on site with hopefully some of the key points that they wanted in their home in that design. And then we sit down, once we've given them the quote, we sit down face to face and we go through the whole quote and the plans to give them a better understanding of why we've quoted, what we've quoted and why, and then and a good understanding of the plan, the way we've orientated it, why we've included things where we have um, and the inclusions for that plan. That's a very, that's very effective. Uh, I think a very effective tool charging for the meeting and then yep. having it come back out of the big picture because so yep. many times we get clients and you guys have obviously mastered getting or you know come much better much closer to getting with the clients you want to but for the rest of us myself I've wasted a lot of time even when I think yep. it's a real serious client yep. and quoting a house which yep. is no small task yep. and then they and then they're like nah and that's uh yeah, that's a lot of time. So if they, if they have no skin in the game, they, they have no reason to stay with you. And you have no reason really to work that hard to give them a price on a home unless you're paid to do so. Yes. You know, I say to them, by, by, by you allocating three or four hours for me purely just to sit here and work on your job alone, it's not down to exactly your budget. It's down to how much I think I can give you for the budget that you've allocated yourself. So I have the time and the resources then to allocate my time and to call suppliers and contractors and land sales and designers and put it all together in front of you when you come back for your quote. So what do you do? Okay, your client's accepted. The house is going to be getting put together. Yep. And all of a sudden, they're not happy. Yep. What are they have a meeting with me the moment it happens and you sort it out? Yep, doesn't matter, it could be on site if that's the easiest way for them to um, be able to explain to me what their concerns are. Uh, it could be in my office if, if they feel comfortable. I don't like to catch them off guard. If you're out on site, everybody's on a level playing field. If they're sitting across the desk from you, they're automatically in a defensive position. So sometimes it's nice to catch up on site on their terms. Um, we, we obviously make notes about what's happened, why it's happened, 
Um, if it needs rectification, let's talk about the time frame. Uh, let's talk about where the concern originated from. Was it a change? Was it a design error? Was it an inclusion error? Was it customer error or builder error? Um, and then we work on it from there. And what if, you know, what, what if it's an inclusion error or an exclusion error, just a, a misunderstanding or something that actually is on your side? How do you guys deal with that? If We just cop it and move on. It sounds okay. silly, but I tell you what, that one client will tell no, you I, I, how bad you are if you do not, and you'll lose a lot more than probably whatever that small cost is on that one house. Well, and the last thing you want to do is wind up in a lawsuit because that costs a lot more than yeah, anything. That'll cost you just yeah. as much. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes there are, there are more ways than one to skin a cat in the event that that happens and they've got a lot of variations. You, you obviously have potential as a builder to, to build back in some form of margin should you choose to. Um, but typically speaking, you know, you want, you want to be able to move on with the client. There's no good sitting there yelling at each other. It doesn't sort anything out. Um, if there's something else that I can do to make their life easier, let's do that. Um, let's, let's touch on it quickly, move on, and then hope that handover process is a really good, really good transition to handover. Yeah. And I, I agree that it has, it has to be right away. Like let get right to them. Don't let them, don't let it ferment and then let them come up with other you know, they, a lot of things can happen when someone's left to their thoughts about the project, if they're totally. not happy. So, uh, so what is your, you, uh, you know, running a business is a pretty personal experience and what's your favorite part of the building process? So, I mean, you're, you're doing the business side, you're taking care of stuff, you're obviously uh, have excellent client care, but what's your favorite part? What do you like doing? I like pushing myself and my business outside its comfort zones. All right. So I like, I like looking for the next thing. What is the next thing that's going to make us better than the guy down the road? And can you give me an example of something that that might've been yeah. before? Yeah. Great. Sure. So uh, three years ago, we had a very basic website. Uh, we had no video content. We had three client testimonials. You could barely find any of our plans available on our website. They were really hard to use, hard to print off, hard to download. Um, you know, I looked at how much money we were spending on advertising in probably the wrong locations. Um, obviously, as the demographic changes and people become older, they stop reading papers. Um, they tend to move into social media marketing, that, that, that side of the business. Um, so we took a website that was very basic, spent an absolute fortune, but now I have everything online, video, testimonials. Um, obviously, you can flip our plans. You can download them. They're all priced. Again, that's part of trust. There's a price, price, price up online so that people can see if they built with us roughly what that would, house would cost on good circumstances. Um, we've obviously backed up with a hell of a lot of client testimonials. We have a blog, a bit like what you're doing, give the clients some, some education as they, as they make their way forward. Um, we have, you know, lots of good content in relation to shifting, downsizing, knocking your house down and rebuilding all of that side of it. Um, recently in the last 12 months, we added that business overview and we also added those three video client testimonials. 
Um, and even just at the moment, we're in the um, in the throes of throwing up a four minute full time lapse on three buildings that we built all in one hit. So the client can watch them from dirt, turn into full construction, all in a leveled, retained with landscaping, fencing, ready for the homeowner to move in. So again, that's part of them seeing that process and going, oh, that, so that's how a house is built. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, just it's another thing out of their mind they don't have to stress over. So that's that that for me. Um, I'm doing other things privately as well as as, as in this business. Um, you know, so I think at some point if you stay where you are, my, my, my saying is what get what got me to where I am now will not get me to where I want to be. So we've got to keep changing. That's a great that's a great philosophy. Um, so if you were talking to some person who said, you know, I really want to have a design build firm. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're dreaming. They might not have even started their own construction firm, but they're dreaming. Yep. What would be, what would be the one or two things that you'd say, hey, do this? Um, I would give myself a, um, again, obviously you would employ on attitude. I think that's, that's, that's a massive benefit in our industry. Um, I would look for contractors that you trust to make sure that you're consistently getting the product that you are advertising you're going to be able to build. Um, and I would get myself either a life or a goal coach or a building coach if you can get one. Because they're the sorts of guys that can look at the figures with you. They can tell you where you're going right, where you're going wrong, how much money you should be making, um, things to put in a place. And there are even things like payment terms, having the right payment terms. If you don't have the right payment terms in construction, you can go belly up really quickly. If you're outlaying too much money before the client gets an opportunity to pay you, um, debt, they put in debt recovery systems, they help you with employment agreements, those sorts of things, which are really, again, that's why we were part of the Master Builders Association here in Australia, as well as the um, HIA. Uh, which is another housing industry association here because there are a lot of those things in place. Um, but to me, you need somebody that is either smarter than you or have done, has done this more frequently than you that can make sure that you're going to stay on the right track. And they hold you accountable. Of course they do. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Well, Tim, I know you're a busy guy. I know you got a lot to do today. So um, I appreciate you joining me. And I'm, I'm really pleased that we're going to be able to share this with the listeners of the show. And for you guys out there, again, I want to remind you that um, this is Tim Waring from Ardenvale Homes. And you can see their work on, on Arden underscore Vale underscore homes on Instagram and their website at ardenvale.com.au. Tim, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate your insights into the construction industry and your firm. Thanks for uh, having me. I hope that's given other builders some insight into um, how we do business. Undoubtedly. Thanks for listening today. Go ahead and email me if you want to be on the show or want to tell me what you like or don't like about it. At my email, info at thecontractinghandbook.com. And this is where I say, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you source your podcast. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Later.